Welcome to the OA Light the Candle Meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you'll find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files. Forms for ordering CDs for these speakers and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Diane. Hi, I'm Diane, Impulsive Overeater, Anorexic Bulimic. Hi, everyone. Susan, thank you so much for asking me to share. This is a privilege. Um, just a little insight into my um, my head, which we'll have more of over the next 30 minutes. Years ago, um, you know, you hear about light of the candle meeting. There's kitchen sink and light of the candle meeting. Um, and I thought light of the candle meeting was... Um, I'm from the Valley. I mean, I'm originally from New York, but I live in the Valley. It was in Brentwood, and it was at this church. This is what I had in my mind. It was at this church in Brentwood. I don't quite, probably on San Vicente, if there's a church there. And it was um, pitch black, and everyone held lights. (laughs) (laughs) And you wouldn't have been able to see the person, you you wouldn't be able to see the person who was speaking. There are a lot of celebrities there. (laughs) So, um... And I would never, you know, I would always want to be asked to speak at this meeting that I knew nothing about, but I would, I would definitely say no because, you know, I'd be way too scared. Um, you all are celebrities. You know, we all are celebrities here, and I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, I can, I'm able to stand here today. Um, that's the gift of program because um, no way would I have done that with those thoughts. Not that those don't come up every once in a while, every once in a while because they do. Um, so I guess I have enough time that I can sort of go back to probably being born. Um, but uh, I um, grew up in New York. Um, I, have, I have two parents that are married. I was just back there this past this past weekend. Had a wedding, so um, things are a little raw. It's interesting. You go back to you know sort of the scene of the crime, and this whole week has been a little bit of a topsy turvy week. But um, you know, I always thought that I feel like at a really young age. Something was wrong with me. Um, I can go back to I have memories in like being three or four that there was just like something that I didn't get have that everybody else ha- had that I just like was missed the boat on something that everybody else had something better than me, smarter than me, was prettier than me, um, had a I, you name it like had a bigger house, had nicer parents, had. Blonder hair, or browner hair, or straighter hair, or whatever it was. So it was just like this hole, you know, at a super, super young age. And I was also really aware of my weight, which, you know, I was not an overweight kid, um, but I was super, super aware of my weight, um, you know, and even in nursery school. Which I have four kids, and, you know, they, they thankfully, as of right now, none of them have this, this disease. Um, so, um, my parents, my, my mother is a compulsive reader, and my dad it was growing up um, anorexic and an alcoholic, and um, my parents did not get along very well. They are still married today, and um, seriously, I have no idea how. I mean, I was there for a couple of hours, and I thought, still doing the same thing. Um, thankfully, I had a car and was able to, you know, I'm not trapped there anymore, and, you know, I'm not responsible for them. Which is which is also a gift of this program. So um, there was a lot of energy around food. Um, I think my mom was diabetic, and there was so much t- 
talk about food and her eating candy and my dad drinking and money. So, you know, put all those together and um, his physical abuse, verbal abuse, um, and my, and I also think I was born with, you know, sort of this predisposition to an addictive personality. But the only thing that comforted me was food at a really, really young age. Huge quantities of food. Lots and lots of sugar, um, which we did not have in our house. My parents um, were, I guess, a little bit forward thinking and had, you know, what you'd find at Whole Foods today, but it wasn't as good as Whole Foods. So there was no, um, you know, the, the, what we did have in the house was licorice, of which I named my first dog licorice, my second dog Coco. All my animals were named after food. Um, and, you know, black licorice was like the sugar thing in my house. However, I did find houses near us that had plenty of food, and that was just, I, I, I could just sit there and eat. And that just like soothed me to soothe me, and so there's a big hole that you know I just felt different. I felt um, I don't know. It was it was I, I the term that I come up with now is um, one of my favorite movies is Joe versus the Volcano is um, soul sick. So I had this soul sick feeling wherever I went. I, I felt alone. I felt like I was near tears. I felt like I I I just was so vulnerable. Um, I, I, it was just horrible as a child. I mean, I would, you know, I feel badly for, I feel badly for me, um, you know, how I must have felt. It's just not, it wasn't a very, I, I, I didn't, ha- I had parents who loved me, but, you know, love is an action, and they did not show it. They, um, they were so wrapped up in their own, own world that, you know, I was left places, um, you know, we, my grandparents lived in California, which was part of the reason how I made it out here. And my sister and I would get off the plane, and my parents just wouldn't pick us up. Like, they just forgot us. And, you know, it was not a time of, you know, dating back, no cell phones, no nothing. And we just sat there. You know, they'd have to wait and call. And, you know, and there was just um, what my mom usually said was, you know, you're so sensitive. You know, you're so sensitive. You know, not sorry I left you there. You're just so sensitive. Um, and I know she didn't mean it. And, um, you know, they did the best that they can. And as a parent myself, God, I've made so many mistakes. So um, I've, I've really, you know, really have tried hard to be an acceptance. Um, but nonetheless, um, it was just huge quantities of food. Um, wherever I went, we used to come out here and to California to visit my family out here. And we'd go to um, Disneyland, and I always say this, I, all I wanted to do was stay on whatever the street is. I want to say Commercial Street, but that's Cape Cod, um, Main Street, and, like, watch them make the food, watch the candy. Like, that's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to go on the rides. Just leave me here, and I'm ha- so happy. Like, I just lived in a fantasy world of, you know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you know, Candyland, the game was my favorite game. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, I did put out, like, you know, signs that nobody picked up on it. Um, so um, at about the age of 12, I started to gain weight. You know, I went through puberty, I started to gain weight, and that just it was really uncomfortable. Um, and I, however, I discovered it. I discovered bulimia. And 
and um, proceeded to practice bulimia for 10 years, which took me out. I mean, took me out of the world, took me out of life, took me out of social, you know, I, I just, I didn't know how to be. I mean, all I knew how to do was eat and throw and eat and throw And, um, you know, again, huge, huge quantities. And the thing was, is that my life outside looked okay. I mean, I was dying inside. I was, I was dying and I was alone. But somehow, I think it's because, like, you know, I joke about my mom, but she always says it's not how you, you feel, it's how you look. <laughs> and, you know, uh, she wouldn't be pleased with what I'm wearing right now. But, um, you know, so I could, I could fake it. And our whole family sort of faked it. Um, we just could show up at places and then we'd get home and, you know, we'd all just about kill each other. And sometimes, when, you know, people wound up in the hospital. Um, so that's what I was taught. I was taught, like, just, like, fake it. And, and you know, this disease makes us... It, it, makes, it made me manipulative. It made, I was a liar. I was manipulative. I, I wanted what I wanted. And if you were my friend, you know, if you were my friend, God, you, you know, and I've made amends to all my friends, but, you know, you were my, you know, possession. And um, I was mean, and I was... I just wasn't a good person. Um, and I didn't know how to be any different. I mean, it was, it was the best that I could do was eat, and somehow try and soothe myself. Um, and I, you know, I just, you know, I look back now, and I was just back in New York this past weekend, and went to places, and just realized like my whole life went by, like my whole childhood went by, and teenage years, and I just checked out. Um, I just checked out, and you know, didn't know how to be social, didn't know how to do school. Like I really felt like. I don't know how I was born with this head, but somehow I felt that I should be able to do everything perfectly. I should be able to um, not have to work in school and get straight A's. I should be able to just not ever be uncomfortable socially, which was my biggest thing. I never wanted to be uncomfortable socially. Um, so I just didn't do anything social. That was, that was my... I, I didn't go out. Um, I... I just felt like I had somebody, everyone else had had like this book of how to do things and I just didn't have it. And I had, you know, we're an undisciplined lot, all, you know, all of us. I, you know, if, if I want to get something done today, I have to take an action. It's not just going to, it's not just going to happen. And for some reason, for a good long period of time, I just wanted things to magically fall in my lap. You know, and today there's some things I'd like to magically fall in my lap, but, um, you know, I have a sponsor who tells me that that is not going to happen. Um, so, you know, I, luckily, um, I, I was determined to come out to California, and um, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I wound up at, you know, getting into a school out here, but I did, and I was a forceful kid. I mean, my parents hadn't, you know, if I didn't want to go somewhere, I used to lock myself in my room and I wouldn't come out. Like, we'd have a family function, I'd lock myself in my room, and I'm sorry, I'm not going. And um, they didn't have any tools um, to handle that. And, you know, it was usually because I had eaten before and I, you know, had to throw up. So everything revolved around that, and they had no idea what they were dealing with. Um, and, 
you know, it was just not. I just can't even. It was no. There was no life going on. I was. I was dead inside. I came out here to go to Cal, to school in California, and I managed to go. I always say this. I managed to go to one of the largest schools in the country, and I didn't talk to a person, not to one soul. Um, I, I didn't even open a book. I don't remember ever opening a book. Um, and I think at that it finally like crashed down on me that like this this is not working. Like this is my whole life is just one big lie. I am not doing anything. I am not going anywhere. I am not getting anything done. And all I do is throw up all day. Um, so what I decided was going to help me was to get married. <laughs> so um, my husband, who's miraculously still my husband today after 26 years, um, we ran into each other. We, we met each other on a plane, and he, you know, had no idea what he was dealing with. Obviously, he couldn't have been, you know, in perfect mental health to have been attracted to me. But, um, you know, <laughs> right? Um, so we, you know, I guess there was, you know, I just globbed us like that's it. Or this is the person, you know, this is the one and only person, and um, I'm going to marry him, you know, and set myself. You know, we're, we're determined. You know, if I want food, I'll get food. If I want a person, I'll get a person. You know, it's the one thing we have. We go and get what we want. I mean, it's not always the best thing for us, but we're pretty determined people. Um, so, um, you know, it obviously it, it was not, you know, love is is everywhere. You know, it was getting to getting to the altar was very tumultuous, and um, some people had said, you know, maybe now's not quite time to get married, and I was like, no, get married. Thank you for your advice. Um, and um, we had, it was crazy. Like, I had no business saying, you know, I had no business, I should have been in a treatment center. Um, and right before we got married, I told my husband that we were bulimic. It was, so, you know, there's and that for that I'm grateful because I'm not sure that I could have made it through without, you know, there is that part of, of us that wants to recover, um, that, you know, that wants to survive. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us get so, you know, beaten down and so hard on ourselves and so, you know, live in that dark place before, you know, we get, we get recovery that, you know, that was sort of my cry for help. And he was there. And, we, I went to LA, and that was when I was 20. And um, I was struck abstinent. I mean, I don't know how. I think I had a sponsor for about three seconds. It was on the west side, and he used to go to meetings with me, which I don't even can't even imagine that. Not that he could come to meetings today, but I, he, I just needed I needed that help, and I was struck abstinent, abstinent, stopped throwing up, um, and got married, and was as dry a drunk as you could be. I was a crazy person. I was much crazier than I was when I was eating. Um, I had a great job. We got, you know, got married, had a great job, um, had a great home. So, but wasn't, ha you know, wasn't happy. Still didn't like to go out. Still, you know, I just didn't throw up. Um, so what's, you know, second thing you do when you're unhappy? Have kids. 
So, um, you know, and, you know, don't ask your husband if you, you, he wants kids. You know, you just do what you want. And that's, you know, what I, that's what I did. Like, I didn't, you know, I think about it. Like, I never thought about anyone else. I thought of myself as a really selfless person, incredibly selfless, except that I never thought about anyone else except for myself. And I never thought, it never really occurred to me that, you know, if you didn't want something and I wanted it, tough, you know, tough luck on you. Um, and, you know, I struggle with that with that today. It's a, it's a big, I want what I want when I want it. And, um, you know, I'll do... I'll do for you, but, you know, there's a high price that you're going to pay. Not not today, but, you know, I would run around and do things for friends and, you know, go to Timbuktu to drive Sally to, you know, Fresno. And, you know, I want you to please tell all your friends that I've done that. And, you know, somehow, you know, I don't say it to me directly, but, you know, I sort of want everyone to just know that, you know, Diane is will, you know, give up her life for you. Which was crazy. I mean, and it re- I got resentful. Then you know, oh, but this person, you know, it's sick and really. Um, and um, so that's a, I had four children, you know, one after the other after the other. And then my husband didn't want four children, and I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't care. Um, and we love our kids, and I have wonderful kids, but, you know, I have to say that out loud because I have to be humbled that, you know, I did some things that hurt people, and, you know, if I'm not careful, I can do that today. I, did, I happen to have done that today. That's why I'm a little bit vulnerable. Um, you know, I used to, I know better today. I didn't really know better. I mean, I did, but I didn't have a program. I didn't have tools. I didn't have a sponsor. I didn't, um, you know, I just, I hurt, my, I hurt myself the most, but I hurt other people too. And um, I lied to myself and I, um, you know, wasn't using food, but just was, you know, self-will run riot um, and didn't want to be accountable to anybody, to anybody. I didn't want anyone to tell me what to do. Um, and I thought, the problem was, is I thought I was God. I mean, that's the real problem, which is, was a problem when I came into the program because I was like, how can I believe in a God when I'm in? Um, so, um, so, after my fourth child was born, be careful what I say because I'm being recorded, um, I wound up in, um, I wound up when he was born just to go with my weight a little bit, I was four pounds more than I am today at nine months pregnant when he was born um, and thought that was awesome. I thought that was great that nobody even knew that I was pregnant. Thank God he's fine and he's okay. And, um, you know, I was a walking skeleton and I was super proud of it. You know, I thought that was just awesome. And I had turned to, um, had another addiction, which wound me up in a treatment center. Um, where I walked in, you know, sort of all over the place. With all my work, I was working full-time at the time, and um, my husband found out I was taking painkillers, and I showed up at this treatment center for detox, and they're like, you can't take any of this in. Like, you're, you're, you're done. And that was my lowest point. I just thought, I, like, how did this happen? Like, I have four children at home, I have a full-time job, and I am being locked up in an institution. 
Um, and while there, the woman turned to me, one of the counselors there, people that were there, and said, you know, you don't have, you do have a problem with, you know, drugs, but you have a problem with food. And she said, you don't eat all. And, um, and she said, when you get out, you should make your, you should go to LA. And, um, and I knew that all along. Like, we know what we're supposed to do, but, you know, we can't do it until we're ready to do it. And um, that was a turning point. And I got out and um, went, came to OA. And um, thank God, thank God. And I want to talk about my life now because, um, and I'm sorry, when I got out of that treatment, I, within four days, I was, I was thrown up again um, because I was kind of, you know, had to at least prove that woman right that I actually did need to come to OA. Um, so, um, I came to program, I came and sat in the back and, you know, welcome to the newcomers and, um, happy birthday to the people. I would n- have never raised my hand. I was so scared. I sat in the back. I came late. I left early. I, um, I didn't want to be here. I, I, again, I wanted that magical, like, just to be able to sit in a seat for, you know, 50 out of the 60 minutes and to be struck abstinent and just be, be the people that I wanted to be who sat in this room and who had time, you know, way more time than I did. And I didn't want to do the work. I didn't want to do it. I never did. I only wanted to do the work that I wanted to do. And um, luckily, I met my sponsor, and I've had the same sponsor for almost, for almost 10 years. Um, and I, I was pulling out going to a meeting, and we have said, I, I no longer drink the drink that I used to drink at 7 Eleven. And um, I was debating which 7 Eleven to go on my, because we have one that goes one way, one goes the other. And the one I decided to go to, I ran into my sponsor, and she said, I'll meet you at the meeting. And um, that's God. You know, and God's there all the time, right? I mean, God's always there. It's just when we open our eyes and our, you know, and in enough pain. I mean, I have to be in excruciating pain to have affect any kind of change. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, do any, you know, unfortunately, and it's still kind of true today, except that I have a, you know, I, I have a program that I follow. I, when I'm in pain, that's when I get the most work done. That's when change happens. Um, and I don't like to be in pain, and I don't like to be uncomfortable, and I don't like to um, have things be different than what I know them to be. And um, program has taught me that I can have a bigger life. I had a very small life. It looked like a big life. I had a really small life today. I have a big life. Um, and um, it's so different than what I would have thought. I, um, you know, today, even when things, I, ha- I had something come up, with a fellow today, and um, I, I had to reach out to my sponsor, and, you know, I wanted to be right, and, um, you know, I could feel that disease, I could feel my disease, like, like, get grabs me, like, it's like clawing me, going, you know, you gotta be right, you gotta be right, you gotta be right, and, you know, and my, my, my first, you know, response is, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak at the meeting tonight, I'm leaving program. Like, I didn't like the way, honestly, I'm not, and I would have done that. Like, you couldn't count on me for anything, you know, a few years ago. 
And, you know, that's where the steps come in. You know, step one, I'm powerless over food, without a doubt. I'm not powerless over people, places, and things because, you know, I want everyone to do it my way all the time. That's why I had kids. Unfortunately, they turned into teenagers. Um, and, you know, I, I want everyone, I know how everyone should act. Um, I want everyone to have the response that I want that's going to make me feel like, you know, that warm feeling that I never have felt. So when people don't react that way, I don't, you know, I don't know what to do. And my first response is get the hell, get the hell out of here. So my thing today was like, you know, I'm being told by my sponsor that I, you know, have to make amends, which I don't like to do. Um, you know, that I was, that I had a part, and of course I have a part, you know, when, when two people, when there's discord, even if I have five percent of a part of it, I have a part and I have to make, I have to make amends. And it feels good to make amends. And I don't know why, like, I have a mind that says, don't make amends. Like, my disease is so powerful and so strong and wants me dead and wants me eating and wants me uncomfortable and wants me not here and home and feeling bad and that I have to get up pretty early in the morning and, you know, pray and meditate and, you know, have sponsors and a sponsor and um, call people and go to meetings and write a 10-step every night just to, like, be somewhat normal. Um, because this head just goes, you know, crazy. Um, the, the, the brilliant thing about today is, is my, you know, the food doesn't really come up. Um, you know, every once in a while something will show up, but, like, I don't even think about binging or throwing up. Like, that's just somehow I made, you know, I turned that over, you know, 10 years ago. And um, that's just a miracle. Because I couldn't stop. I mean, for the people who are, I couldn't stop. And I don't know, I really don't know what stopped me, except that um, I was here and I didn't want to, do, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I just wanted recovery more than I wanted to be in pain. And it was just like tiny little baby steps that I took. And I don't know how, like, I've strung almost 10 years together because. Um, you know, this program's simple, but it's not easy. I mean, I, uh, it's just, you know, it's having faith, it's taking, you know, I, I listened to my sponsor for a long time. My sponsor was my higher power and sometimes is today and that's okay because, you know, my thinking is so skewed. I mean, I just don't have right thinking. And even today, even, you know, today, you know, I, I check in a lot with my sponsor um, and with people because I just don't have right thinking. Um, you know, I do, you know, it's what the big book talks about. I just, you know, I can, I intuitively know how to handle situations. I do, but I can't always take the action to do it. So I have things in place to try and get there the best that I can to try and you know, live live my life that um, so that I'm you know I'm a service to others and that people can count on me and that I can count on myself and my kids can count on me and um, some days are super super painful um, and it's just like I feel like I'm I was taking care of my son's baby the other, yesterday and 
just starting to walk. And I like that's how I feel certain days. Like, you know, am I doing this right? Should I be saying that? Should I, you know? And the difference is, is that before I just wouldn't even I wouldn't even try. I would just take myself out and would be too scared to even ask the question because I want to know. I don't want anyone to know that I don't know the answer. I just always want to, you know, be perfect. You know, I still got a little kid who wants to know everything and do everything right and say everything right. And you know what? If I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm a, I'm human, and you know that's taken ten years in program to realize like I'm a human being and I can make mistakes and I can fall on my ass and I can get myself back up and it doesn't have to be a huge drama and um, I am just beyond beyond grateful for this program I mean it you I mean the food in and of itself and the, and the bulimia being taken care of but things have happened I mean my parents and my husband didn't talk for almost seven years and I would have thought that I was going to go to my grave without my family speaking and we just and that was my that was my limited thinking you know I was never told that that would happen but that's just what I thought like I just couldn't imagine like being in the same room with them it was just built up into such a huge thing that someone was gonna I don't know and um and then I made a decision that you know what I'm not going to be ruled by that anymore and we just we went and visited my parents when we were at their house last week and you know and I just want to be careful that I don't take those things for granted just like I don't take that I you know my food for granted I don't I I am so grateful that like that that's happened like that I am able to have my family all be together because for years and years that wasn't the way it was and for years and years I wasn't able to have eat three meals a day and three snacks and nothing in the, you know nothing else and not been binging so I mean my life has just changed dramatically and it's changed because I'm willing to look at myself and I'm willing to look at my part and I'm willing to have faith that God has a better plan than I do um, you know my my plan and my disease has my life pretty limited um, and pretty small and I you know I you know we're not promised it tomorrow but I hope in the time that I had left left however long that is that like I just kept to keep growing and to pass on my recovery and to let everyone know that like you know everyone can have this I mean, I was one of those people who was constitutionally incapable. I swore that I was. Like, I wasn't going to get it. And some days I think I don't. But, you know, I am standing here. And, you know, if my first response is, no, I don't want to do something, I know that's disease. And now I separate, you know, myself and my disease. My disease wants me to say no. My recovery wants me to say yes. And the tools help me to counteract, you know, waking up in the morning and saying no um, because I have you know I've said no my whole life and I no longer want to do that I want I want it all um, and I want everyone around me to have it all too and that's not how it used to be you know I wanted uh, if I wasn't going to have it you weren't going to have it and I was going to hate you if you did have it and that is you know a painful way to live so um, I think I'll stop there thank you Thank <laughs> you.
with my husband and my children has changed. Um, my relationship with my husband is um, about, it's changed dramatically. I mean, we would, we would be divorced without a doubt if I wasn't in program. Um, because I sat and pointed the finger and said, you're the problem, you're the problem, you're the problem for years. Um, and he's got problems. He not drives me crazy. He does stuff that makes me nuts. But, you know, one, you know, fingers pointing at him, three are pointing back at me. And as soon as I, whenever that happens, which is so few and far between, I know that something's out of, you know, I'm in discord. Because there are too many, it's, historically, I know that, like, I don't feel that way all the time. I used to feel that way all the time. So I get busy on myself when I have those feelings. So I just keep the focus on me. And, you know, we, I think there's a lot more acceptance. And I accept him for who he is. For my kids, um, you know, having um, my kids, my two older kids, I have four, um, that's when I really got into the program when they became teenagers because I really felt like I was messing, screwing them up. Like that, that like I owed them you know, a mom that wasn't going to do the same, you know, how could I point the finger at my mom when I was doing the exact same thing? Um, and I have learned to parent them and to love them the way that they need to be loved, not the way that I want to love them. And same with my husband. You know, it's about me loving him how he wants to be loved because I always showed up loving him how I wanted it, what was easy for me. And that create a discord. So, you know, it's just about really looking to me and where, and, you know, we all have, we all have gone away as a family and have had a, you know, a beautiful time. I mean, I love my family more than anything, the most important thing. So, that's it. Sure. Um, that's how um, stay absent when traveling. Um, it's interesting because I was in I was in the New York City last weekend, but I also went to a wedding in Hudson, which is in the middle of nowhere. And um, you know, my food got. I mean, it, it just you have to plan. Um, and there are certain foods that I can bring that I know that are you know travel. Um, but uh, you know, I think talking about it, um, having food readily available, just that, you know, that, you know, I know what my breakfast, lunch, and dinner usually looks like, and if I can, I sort of stay within a certain calorie range, so I don't, you know, go too far down, I, going up isn't my issue, um, that even it might not look like a, um, traditional breakfast, but calorically it, it, it is. And it's just about having the three meals a day. And I do it imperfectly. You know, actually traveling, it, you know, showed up. I spend my food every night, thank God. I'm accountable for that. And, um, you know, it got, it got wonky. Not because, um, um, it got, um, 
it just wasn't, I just didn't, there weren't places readily available. And I'm so grateful that I live in Southern California because, God, we have everything on our. But, anyone else? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs>